Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin. Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, stories of inspiring achievements and community contribution. Every week, we will celebrate an award program category winner or finalist. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know that Australia is in good hands. Together with our corporate partners and not-for-profit partners, Awards Australia showcase ordinary people from right across Australia doing extraordinary things. If you enjoy hearing the stories of our inspirational Australians, please subscribe, rate us and review us. We'd really appreciate it. I'm super excited to chat with this week's podcast guests. These extraordinary two humans have created an accessible platform that enhances food experiences and educates women to worry less about food, health and their bodies, and spend more time doing and enjoying the things they love to do. It's a social enterprise that helps women create time, energy and brain space by reteaching them how to eat. How amazing does that sound? I'm delighted to introduce and welcome to Bree Pagonis and Alicia Holmquist. Welcome, ladies. Oh, hello. <laughs> what a wonderful introduction. <laughs> well, you wrote it, so I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, make us sound very, you know, professional. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Thanks for um, having me. Really fantastic to have you on board. I know you're um, hugely passionate about what you do, and I'll just... Tell a little aside, and in the awards night, just not that long ago, of course, oh. I, I know, that, Alicia, you were the first to race up to Brie when you, Brie, you came back from stage, your arms were open wide, and a look of love, respect, and you know, achievement on your face really said it all to me. So well done to you both. As I say, congratulations on all that you've done, and really importantly, to enjoy life. That's what it's all about. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So exciting to be here. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You both co-founded WIRL. How did it come about and what does it stand for? What does it mean? Great question. Um, we, we keep shortening it. That's that's what we've been doing recently. Whirl, we just call ourselves Whirl, but well. it, it actually stands for wellness in real life. Um, and I think because we are so... We're such realists. Uh, we don't want to be this aspirational brand, and I think that's where the name kind of came from. Really, um, it's funny since we've named since we've named it, and we keep calling it well. Lots of people come to us and say, "Oh, it's just like that's really good. It's just like oh, give it a whirl." We're like, "Oh yeah, we never we saw that." that. <laughs> and then someone the other day said. Um, oh, it's great. It's like woman, but and girl, but the same thing. We were like, "That's yes, yeah, of course it is." <laughs> oh, so it's it's really come a long way that word. But um, yes, we are well, and yes, we we exist and run um, as a social enterprise uh, to yeah help women and non-binary folks in particular to improve their relationship with food. Um, and, yeah, we do this in a number of ways. Uh, we run workshops and, yeah, we are building technology, which is pretty pretty wild considering we are two subject matter experts being dietitians. Um, but, yeah, there's some pretty, I guess we exist because there's some pretty alarming statistics out there 
um, around women and non-binary folks in particular, um, are, you know, we spend, you know, the statistics sort of say we spend around 32% of our waking hours either eating, preparing, thinking about food, you know, shopping, cleaning, and then thinking about the impacts of that food on our bodies. And that's that's a lot of waking brain space um, to be taken up by food. So we know there is another way. We don't have to be thinking about it so much or in, in a particular way. And that's why we exist, to try and shift that narrative away from that really restrictive thinking of calorie counting and weight loss and moving our health goals into a space that's achievable, maintainable and sustainable. Um, and yeah, really into a space we practice a style of nutrition called the non-diet approach. Um, and that really a, a part of that approach is, is around something called intuitive eating. So that's really listening inwards to our bodies. Um, we're born that way. We've just sort of lost our way um, in, the, in, you know, as we grow and we learn and we are immersed in the culture that we live in. Um, but, yeah, we exist to sort of change that narrative of health. Sounds, um, sounds pretty important. And it sounds like it's inclusive you're not excluding anybody and you're not making it hard to be a part of or to, to understand. And I think it's fair to say that this is not just a really important health initial, uh, initiative, but emotionally liberating as well. We both have a bachelor's degree in nutrition and dietetics. Is that how you say it? Yep, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. So you know uh, what you're on about, of course. Obviously, this just didn't happen on a whim. Can you, no. tell us, can you tell us, it's not a whim, it's a well. <laughs> you, yes, uh, yeah. another one. <laughs> can you tell our listeners what motivated you to create and develop well and what's its exact purpose? Yeah, sure. I think we created well almost four years ago now. Um, it was a very different shape back then, but it sort of came from the same same place where we were working in corporate roles at the time. Um, we were, you know, working with these amazing young women. And, and this is an experience I felt personally as well, where we were, you know, pushing ourselves to, you know, be the best that you could be both personally and professionally and, and, and trying to sort of achieve great things. And at the same time, we were having conversations around, and they were coming from a good place around trying to improve your health. But it was continually kind of, undermined or, or, or spoken about and around how we can make our body smaller. And it was kind of like this, this tension or this, yeah, sort of contrasting conversations around how do we be confident and strong and empowered in, in our workplace and, and personally, and then at the same time trying to change the shape and size of our bodies continuously. And it kind of just felt like it was jarring in terms of, uh, yeah, the, our philosophies on who we were. So I guess we kind of took some time. We went and did some further learning. We, um, in that non-diet approach particularly, which is also wrapped up in a, a broader sort of um, construct called health at every size, um, which is 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 an amazing kind of philosophy around um, health and and how it sort of pulls apart health from from the, the shape and size of your body. And um, we went and did all that learning and then realized that that's so true to how we actually experience food ourselves. So we love food. We <laughs> Food is one of the best parts of our days and, and, and lives. So how do we, yeah, kind of create a business that celebrates food and, and helps us 
be confident and, and be empowered as well. And it actually kind of ties into what Leach was speaking about earlier around um, the waking brain space and the fact that the UN's economic empowerment principles for women identifies that unpaid domestic work is negatively correlated with our ability to earn and learn. So all that space that food is taking up at the moment in terms of, of those waking hours that she was speaking about before is, is affecting our ability. Like it's, it's, it's shown that it is affecting our ability to earn and learn. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's our kind of higher order kind of principles and 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 driving force behind well and that that we created yeah four years ago and it continues to change shape but that is where it's come from i love the pun there change of shape you know like uh, wells change shape and you're getting people to change not just the shape of their body but the shape of their mind yes probably equally importantly to to think about themselves and how they perceive themselves because yeah. perception is more critical, I think, than how we look mm. uh, to mm. other people. And we talked before we started the interview, but it really doesn't matter what other people think, you know. It's what we think, and I think that's the most mm. beautiful thing about what you're doing, helping to empower young women, or all women, to think more positively about themselves. And the great synergy with the awards programs that we run, being the Community Awards and, of course, the Seven Years Young Achievers, we promote positivity. To be positive in yourself is really critical. So all power to you. I'm, I, our listeners can't see how much you're both beaming and smiling, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is such a lovely thing. Mm, you know, and thank I you. think you've got so much to offer with Well and both personally as well. How many women are involved? Yeah, well, um, I guess our, our organisation comes to life in a few ways at the moment. So we do run workshops and we run them in in a school environment, mainly high school and uh, even sporting clubs. And we're looking to do corporates um, as well soon. But currently we, you know, we probably have run to date, say, five or six different school workshops. Um, and, you know, within that is generally a cohort of students, anywhere between 50 to 100 students in each workshop. Um, and, yeah, we're really looking to expand that arm of our business or organisation significantly in the next 12 months. And then from an online perspective, we, it's so interesting and, and I'm sure we'll get to talking about it, but we are not tech people. <laughs> we are subject matter experts um, in nutrition in particular, but we are trying to currently um, attempting to build technology to support that ongoing learning. And whether it is from someone coming to a workshop or someone just in the community who's interested to learn more and and adopt this style of nutrition or health. Um, We have learned a lot in the last 12 months and one of those things was actually creating our own tech solution just to test the concept, um, which is so wild to even think that we did that um very very early stages in building that but yeah we we got about 200 people on that alone and we continue to build our networks and databases um, of people on instagram we are currently sitting around nine thousand almost ten thousand people who engage with us there which is amazing to be able to speak to that many people and you know we always are looking to build out our databases like our edm databases and things like that so we're definitely talking to a lot of different people um um, within the different arms of our business and, and looking to grow that hugely in the next 12 you know, to 18 months. Yeah, that's a great cohort you've got on uh, Instagram alone. Social media has a powerful impact. You get a lot of positivity out and we get far, far too much negativity we see on social media. 
this is massive and I'm really impressed. And to have an app, you know, there's two things that we've already got in common. I'm loving you guys already. <laughs> food, we, all, we both love food and uh, neither of us are techie. So that's <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> We're learning a lot. We are learning so much. But it's an interesting point you make, I think, about social media and one that we kind of battle with daily given that social media, I guess the, 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 the purest concept behind it is to connect people, which is a beautiful, wonderful thing to do. But I think what it has become is really... Uh, not necessarily about that, but it's become this real aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing platform to be on. And, you know, the most successful people on there, you know, traditionally now are people trying to look like not themselves perhaps. You know, it's a highlight reel of someone's Mm. life. And for us, you know, being in real life, we want to really portray that as as much as possible. And it's such an interesting space to play given that, yeah, it's kind of turned itself into such a highlight reel where we're trying to really dial that back and really be that real content for people that... um, isn't so aspirational and isn't so and and you're right it does have quite a negative impact on people's um views on them themselves and their mental health like there's some insane statistics Mm. you know I think there there was an interesting statistic um we recently were, were reading around how we spend around is it 15 hours a week consuming social media on average, you know, that's like an adult, the average Australian adult. And that's a lot of time to be spending on a place that potentially isn't representing real life. I think that's something we battle with every day, but we really try and fight that status quo. We're trying to, to shift the dial and, and make that a really safe place. And because it, it can be an educational place, an amazing place for people to spend time and learn. Um, and that's, yeah, hopefully what, what we're doing and, and we'll continue to try and do. Yeah, perfect. I love that. So how does well focus on intuitive eating, you know, to have that positive physical and mental health outcome? So intuitive eating is an amazing uh, philosophy around food and, and principles around food and the way that we eat. And essentially it goes back to the kind of principle that we our bodies are amazing. Our bodies, when we need to go to the toilet, we go to the toilet. When we are hot, we take off our jumper. Like, we listen to our bodies for so many things and it tells us so many things. But when it comes to food, we've kind of through a, a culture started to under sort of override that that internal conversation and have these rules around diets, around what we can and can't eat. And essentially what intuitive eating is takes us back to the core of it and, and starts to listen to our bodies more in terms of what they're saying. And how that comes to life, there's like a number of different steps and processes of how that might come to life. But a great example is around, you know, mindful eating. So what that might mean is is where you're um, tuning into, start off with, you might tune into how hungry or full you are prior to eating. And then when you are sitting down and having a meal, it's using all of your five senses to really enjoy a meal. So it's like, you know, when you go, if you're ever lucky enough to go to like a fine dining restaurant and you get the tiniest little portion but you savor that portion and you like, you know, you use every morsel of your senses to enjoy it. And, and, and that's essentially what we're trying to do is, you know, we've come, we're in a world right now where we're often distracted and we're guilty of it too, where you'll sit down and eat food at your desk or scrolling on your phone or watching TV and you are distracted and that does have a physical impact on your digestion. Um, and it can have a physical and emotional and mental impact in terms of the connection of your food. So it's sort of really kind of, yeah, connecting yourself more to the food and the eating experience is, is mindful eating, which is one of the principles 
principles of intuitive eating. Yeah. Do you have anything to add yeah, to that? No, I think that's a great explanation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's quite fascinating because is what you're saying that we don't have to eat a lot to enjoy, be mindful of what you're eating, enjoy the process of eating something special and the tastes rather than eating as much in a go. Going to the buffet and just packing as much as you can yeah. before you feel sick. Yeah, it's, it's almost like if, if you, what intuitive eating does is focus a lot on how we eat. So as a society, we often focus a lot on the what. So what are we eating? Whereas this is actually focusing more on, on how we eat and how we enjoy the food. And then when it does come to the what, I guess that our philosophy on, on what we eat is around adding variety and colour and diversity into your diet. And there's a lot of, you know, um, science around focusing on dietary patterns so the the, the patterns so the the style of eating along the the day along a week along a month that is much more important than focusing on these small little micro moments yeah i'm going to uh, pay my wife a little compliment sandwich here right and that is the most extraordinary cook in the world every meal that she creates is amazing it's a taste sensation i think historically she has always been of the opinion you combine that with uh, huge portions and then I'll be very happy. <laughs> so of more recent times, she's realised, well, maybe those huge portions have an impact that's probably not valuable to my body shape. Uh, so you tone them down again to maybe a slightly smaller portion. And you know what? You actually appreciate it more because you're left feeling really terrific, not over full to the point, but you actually really appreciate all those sensations. Well, that's that's exactly, so I guess hunger and fullness is, is part of the intuitive eating experience. And a lot of people, to, to your point, have, they played up their meals according to, to what they historically have or their parents used to do or whatever it might have been. Whereas this, this way of, of eating is actually about asking yourself, Am I, how am I feeling in that moment? Am I hungry? And if you are, it's okay to, 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 to plate up a, a bigger portion than you normally would. And, you know, I think it's about checking in with yourself throughout the meal, you know, putting your knife and fork down halfway through and checking in. Am I still hungry? Great. Keep eating. If not, maybe you, you don't, you can save that for tomorrow's lunch. You know, there's, it's not necessarily about allocating portions to your day it's about tuning in at the time that you're experiencing and having that food experience so yeah it's similar to what you said it's just tuning into your hunger at that time and then leaving the meal feeling satisfied because that is there is there's another scale at the other end where it is over full it's sort of trying to track to that point of satisfaction yeah and that will be different for each day meal moment yes my family know me for a saying and that is i feel sick i ate too much uh <laughs> so <laughs> i think there's a a lesson to be learned here. I did think of the third thing that we've got in common. We both rush through our meals and, and spend too much time trying to get to the next thing without appreciating our food. And clearly what you're telling us is that that is detrimental to the whole experience of not only how we appreciate it but how we digest it. Mm. So I've taken that, that on board. Uh, and, and I think... <laughs> You probably need to take that on board too if you're doing the rushing as well so we can both learn something from we will. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I think we're guilty of eating lunch in front of the desk. That's something yeah. that we definitely could do yeah. differently. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, in real life. I know. Life. Sometimes you can't. 
Yeah, that it is true. We're all busy people, but it is really important to stop and, and just take a moment because that moment is really for yourself as well, totally. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you are fortunate to have a, have a partner that cooks terrific food for you or you're a great cook, even better, uh, then take that moment to appreciate it. Totally. Yeah. Someone's cooked it for you. You know, that's a huge deal. And that's actually yeah. another big philosophy of ours is around food is so much more than nutrition and how we can appreciate, you know, that that's a gift. If someone has has cooked for you, that is a, potentially even a love language of theirs. You know, like there is so much in food is such a huge part of our culture or other cultures and and celebrations and and traditions or religions and how do we yeah sort of pause for a moment and appreciate all it can give us beyond just nutrition well another thing that i do is i try every single evening to say thank you and how good the meal was because we're so blessed to be in australia where we have Mm. the opportunity to have multiple selections of what we're going to eat and have good food yeah be blessed with the opportunity to actually be able to afford it so absolutely by large so we should appreciate it totally there are so many women and men too for that matter with self-esteem and confidence issues how well helped in the broader picture yeah really really good question i think we you know, Brie touched on this earlier. We live in a culture, particularly in a Western culture, that celebrates many things, including um, dieting, and and weight and celebrates weight loss as a, a huge achievement. And I think you know we've become this this health obsessed society, um, and we're putting these goalposts that are wildly unachievable and the the follow-on impacts of that are immense not only for our physical health but our mental health as outcomes as well so there's you know the the nhmrc which is at the national health and medical research council one of the highest bodies of research we have in australia has actually um released a report a few years ago now um that talks to extremely compelling science, one of the highest levels of evidence we have in in the country that talks to the long-term effects of dieting. In particular, when people go on a diet with the sole goal to lose weight, most people are successful at that. But what happens after about five years, 95% of the people who attempted that will have gained that weight and if not more. So I guess what that says to us is dieting for the sole purpose of weight loss isn't isn't achievable in the long long term and you know we have this real idealistic um uh i guess ideal in in our minds of what health looks like as well you know health is only a small bodied human typically is what we see in the media on social media you know people with abs working out at the gym fitspo you know all of these all of these buzzwords and and it drives us to to perform some behaviors like trying attempting over and over attempting weight loss and we see that that just does not work and that the impacts of that are poor self-esteem you know the impacts of restriction and um, deprivation is 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 poor self-esteem and 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 a warped sense of body image and what's and what's healthy so for us our at the practice that that we share is 
actually far removed from that. And we do not set up goals that set us up for failure. So we're setting goals nowhere near calorie counting, nowhere near weight loss as an outcome. But instead, we focus on the behaviors that we have control over. So what are the behaviors we're doing day to day that actually support health, not only physical health, so not only the, you know, if we've got some physical outcomes, there might be, say, our cholesterol or, you know, our blood sugar levels or, you know, any of those things you might go to your doctor to get checked out for, um, but also our mental health. So, you know, we we consider the, the behaviours and tracking and setting goals as, against behaviours like it might be going for a walk every day. You know, if you love the gym, great, get out there, go to the gym, make that your goal rather than setting these goals against weight loss and calorie counting and restriction. So we know that that practicing this style of nutrition actually has better physical and mental health outcomes. You know, we we almost reappraise what health looks like and feels like and sounds like for people. Um, and, and it's really moving away from that, typical restrictive space and into a really free space for people that can can kind of be free from that because it is really caging in a way um so yeah it's i guess what we practice really wraps around that it, you know it's setting individualized goals we you know we all can't just follow one diet and be healthy every single human is different and health looks and feels and acts and sounds different for every single person and that's really what our philosophy tries to Im- Im- embed yeah i think it's really important it just crossed my mind that how important it is for us to reach out to people like yourselves because health is a lot of it's in our mind and when I say that, I mean what we understand ourselves to be. What do we, what do we understand our very essence, our, our health to be? Mm. And do we really know? Well, probably not. Mm. You know, we, we think we should be this and we hear that and we see that ad, but it really is about being a complete person, which comes from being happy mm. in your own self. But to reach out and talk to people and people like yourselves, I think, is uh, and well, is really important to just be with people that are of like mind that want to just be more uh, complete in mm. themselves. And that's where the mental health issues comes in. You know, I get so, so upset when I hear someone of someone that commits suicide because what's a major issue or insurmountable issue today in two months' time is probably not going to be a problem that we just can't get our heads around that moment. And... This is nothing the same, but it's the principle of understanding who you are, that you will be a more complete person if you believe in yourself. How do we do that? Reach out. Mm. And I find what you're doing with Well is just fantastic. We just need to know that there are others like us that have the same yeah. issues and problems and are trying to be better, more complete, healthy people. Yeah. So well, all healthy. Oh, so sorry. I was just going to say it is really hard to break away from that. I think we've been taught for so many years what health looks like. And and it's no wonder we all try and strive for that because we've been told that that is good. Mm. That is good for us. It's good for you. And there's so much research and evidence coming out now that that's actually perpetuating the problems. Mm. So it is really hard. Like by no means is it easy to to shift that mindset and and change your belief systems around what health should be. But, yeah, I think what we're trying to get across is that letting people know there is another way and there is another way to experience health and it is 
good for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I know you're working hard on your app, and I think that'll be a massive uh, thing too for people. How is that going? We talked about uh, being not too techy, but learning fast over the past 12 months. How is the app development going? Yeah, it is a wild ride. So um, if we cast our minds back to uh, when was it? Early last year, mm. so pre, pre-COVID, and um, we identified that we were doing these workshops. They were amazing and impactful. And we spent two hours with people. And then we were like, all right, see you. Bye. All the best in this bad, big, bad diet-driven world. And, and people didn't have, and we as health professionals couldn't offer a continuity of care, but also individuals didn't have the support to truly make behaviour change. So that was where this idea of the app kind of came about. We then... Uh, hit COVID and and all of our workshops disappeared. Anything that we had in the works kind of disappeared very quickly. And so it kind of forced us to focus more on on digital in itself or tech. You know, how can we deliver our philosophy, um, yeah, in tech? And so we we very naively went away uh, in early last year and created our own uh, website or um, kind of tried to create our own online program essentially. Like we had... It was pretty cool. It was like a 30-day tracker that kind of mapped, you know, how you were feeling, you know, how rainbow was your diet? Did you move in ways that you enjoyed? And you got to track all of that and we gave you little tips and tricks along the way to improve it. And 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 we, like Leif said, we did get some great traction for uh, what we identified. Yeah, you know, I think we got to almost 200 people uh, signed up with that kind of marketing, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, but through that process, we, we learned so much about tech um, and one, like two of those things is one, like it's hard to create behavior change and you really need programs and tools that will help support you in doing that. Um, so, you know, apps and have an amazing ability to push notifications to prompt you in times. Um, whereas, you know, if it's on a website, you need to click in there and log in. And that's a lot of process to get people to do every day. So simple things like that we noticed. And then secondly, we also noticed that you know, we were trying, we've got to create a really compelling reason as to why our business exists and, and why we can help people, which we've definitely, I mean, as talking to you today, we've definitely done a lot of work in that space. So yeah, we went away after we did that workshop. We, I mean, after we did that, created that website, we uh, did surveys, we did pilot programs. We then in the middle, the midst of a Melbourne lockdown called uh, 80 of our closest friends and, and family that were in our target audience and friends of friends to have interviews. So we did, yeah, 80 plus interviews um, with people in our target audience to truly understand their problem. Mm-hmm. So that was probably one of the other things that we did. Um, we came at it as, with the lens of a health professional lens, whereas, you know, one of the key things that we learned through tech is that you've got to start with your user in mind. So who is that person? What motivates them? What are they doing day to day? So, yeah, we went and did that. Um, which was an amazing, um, and we learned so much. So that would be my number one recommendation <laughs> to anyone who's trying to create any new product is speak to your target audience and just keep talking to them and keep talking to them forever onwards. But, yeah, so we did all of that. And then at the end of last year, we um, kind of synthesized all of that information. We then went through a couple of accelerator programs through Monash Uni and RMIT University, University that helped us um, sort of understand the broader kind of, of scope and, and of, of the tech and how we need to get from here to developing a solution. 
And that's kind of where we're at at the moment. So we went in this beginning of this year, we did a um, prototype, which is like a, I mean, this is my, this is someone who's like in tech will be like, this is so not what a prototype is. But my interpretation of a prototype is like testing the product in the simplest form that you can do it. So for us, that was through Instagram. So we had 20 people sign up through Instagram and we literally sent them messages every day, checked in with them through Instagram. We delivered recipes through there. Like we did everything we could through Instagram, which was amazing to test that the concept works. And then we also run workshops as prototypes. So we do, you know, testing all of our content to make sure it resonates with people. And, and we're now at the point of, of trying to build out our, uh, another tech term, MVP, which is a minimum viable product, which again is the, the most basic thing to get it out into the world. So we are both going away and doing our own learning. So Leash is taking on user experience and user interface, which is, <laughs> do you want to explain what that is? Yeah, I guess it's it's how you interact with a product. Um, user experience is how you interact and user interface is how it, how it looks and how you interact with how it looks. So, yeah, it's, it's essentially just consumer research, ongoing learning with, with your product and a problem in mind. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm trying to learn more about how we would develop or use tools like no code so that solutions that can help build the app. So we're trying to explore how we can solve for it ourselves, but at the same time, we know that we're not experts. So we are also at the moment trying to engage people to support us in this journey to make sure that we're set up for a long-term success. Yeah. Well, it sounds like long-term success it will be because you're doing everything that you can in particular, you have the knowledge, but also now you're empowering others to help you on the journey mm. so that so you have feedback that enables you to um, reach everybody in an effective yep. way and and uh, you know, the correct way that's uh, relevant to people. So I think that's absolutely brilliant. You're working overtime, which is really cool. <laughs> More than overtime. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not getting paid overtime, by the way. No, <laughs> we don't get paid. It's oh, not no. a <laughs> Don't get into this if you want to get paid. <laughs> one day, one day. Uh, no, it sounds absolutely amazing. You're so passionate and I admire you both. And I think what you're doing is a real whirl of a time because you're whirling along. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's fantastic. Thank you. Well, all of this and all the people you've connected with, there must have been some really special moments, things that have happened and outcomes that you can really be so proud of. I know there are probably many, but is there a, an outcome or a special moment that you can think of that you'd like to share? Oh, gosh, there's lots. I think <laughs> I think probably one that just sprung to mind immediately is, is the moment we both decided that mm. this is what we wanted to do full-time or forever. Um, and, you know, it was sort of early last year, <laughs> interestingly, mm. <laughs> or the, yeah. kind of the year before, but pre, mm. pre-COVID. Um, and, you know, Brie was brave enough and bold enough to, to quit her, you know, corporate role um, with the security blanket of the corporate um, body behind her and, you know, decided that's it, let's just do it. Um, and... You know, for me, I knew I wanted to continue to learn in that in that role, in the role I was in for a little longer and, and had made the commitment of give me six more months. Mm. And then, you know, COVID hit and we had to figure last year out mm. um, and, you know, a bit of back and forth to work and, and not. And then, yeah, by, by la- end of last year, December last year, we both committed and both um, 
yeah, left left the security of a corporate role and and dive, you know, diving head first into this. And I think I'm, you know, that makes me so proud. I think not not many people are, are brave enough or or willing to sort of give up that um, to to make something. And you know, not only just for your dreams, but for for a, a purpose led organized. You know, we are trying truly trying to make a difference and we're not just giving up our roles to you know make millions in a startup you know we are truly trying to make a change and you know it takes a lot of guts um to do that and Mm. yeah um, Mm. I reckon mine I agree with yours I'm just trying (laughs) to come up with a different one but I think it would probably be many little moments along the way but it's probably to do with people's generosity of Mm. their time of their feedback of you know, there's been some times where someone's just said that was, you know, given us some feedback at a, at the end of a workshop, and it just it was just something a little green shoot that we needed to know that we were on the right track, mm. or a mentor that said to us, "I believe in what you're doing," mm. or you know, even just our friends who have given up, you know, of time and money buying our products when they were probably terrible, <laughs> and just you know, or, or even like you know, we are privileged; we have our partners' support at the moment to go and live our dreams. And, and that is, is hugely generous. Um, yeah. So I think even, you know, these opportunities to talk with you guys, like, I think, yeah, it means mm-hmm. so much to us. So yeah, I think that's been the biggest win for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're doing an enormous job and you are so passionate, as I said, and uh, again, I take my hat off to you. You are extraordinary. And I think the fourth thing that we've got in common is that uh, we're, both in the business, and I say business, but we're both in the realms of wanting to make a difference to people's lives. And that is a really special thing that drives the burning passion. So all power to you to leave your jobs is huge. That's Mm. a massive commitment Mm. to your passion. So I certainly wish you every success. And beyond that, as a social enterprise, a portion of your sales will go to the Hunger Project Australia, which, of course, is not profit committed to ending global hunger. What a great synergy for what you're doing, of course. Uh, what prompted the decision yeah. to support them? Great question. We did a lot of uh, searching, I, and I think the reason we wanted to structure our um, business as a, as a partly, you know, for-profit social enterprise is we... I, I guess bundle, you don't become a health professional um, for, for any, just any reason. You know, you, you have a desire, a genuine desire to want to help people and support people. And I think for us, we the, the problem that we're solving is, for lack of a better term, is a, is a privileged problem to experience. Like we were talking about before, we're very thankful. We have, you know, we have access to to some of us have access to food, um, you know, have access to, to a place to eat, have access to money to buy food. And, and I think some of the problems that we are addressing are, are relatively privileged. You know, to, in order to be able to restrict, voluntarily restrict food is quite a privileged problem to experience. Um, not saying that it's an easy problem to experience in any way. It's still a problem. So for us, we we also wanted to ensure we weren't just I guess the term we sometimes use is getting the healthy healthier. Uh, we wanted to ensure that our impact was was wide reaching, 
Um, and beyond even Australia as well, we live in, again, a pretty, a fairly privileged um, country. And so for us, we, we did a lot of searching and, and, you know, the Hunger Project popped up kind of kept popping up and for, and we spoke to them and, you know, they were very aligned with, with our thinking and, and a whole one of their key um, drivers is to empower women in, in the communities that they work with to, to be the change rather than just giving resource and constantly giving money. It's it's actually about empowering the, the, the women in those communities to be leaders and to, to, to enable change. So it just felt like the, the, the best possible um, partnership at the time and, and there is such an amazing, there's such a loving, caring organisation and the people there are awesome too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of how that mm-hmm. came about. I can't highly recommend enough for anybody to get in touch. No, thank you. When you're <laughs> so kind. <laughs> uh, absolutely. My pleasure. Now, Alicia, in one day I'm hoping I'll get to the point in time when I'll be able to call you Leash as well. Uh, <laughs> we might need a few more things that we've got in common. <laughs> you call it Leash it's now. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm going to lash out. Leash. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I don't know how, but uh, they tell me you're a tad over 30. Um, yes. You don't look it. <laughs> Not <but> young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so subsequently you missed the card off yourself to be nominated for the Seven Years Young Achiever Awards. Sorry to give away those secrets. Um, <laughs> but I believe you did nominate Bree yes. for the Luminary Tech Visionary Award in the Victorian Program, of course. Yes. Uh, which is fantastic because... Bree, how did you feel to become a finalist and attend the awards gala presentation at the Sofitel? Yeah, it was an amazing experience. It was very, um, yeah, it, it was an awesome time for us. I think we get stuck in the grind sometimes. We get, you know, we're also probably quite emotional. We're passionate and, and emotional people, you know, every high hits as high and every low hits as hard as well. And so, you know, we're in this sort of tumultuous world of, of learning how to build a startup and to have a moment where we got to pause, reflect and celebrate our achievements. But also I probably one of the biggest takeaways I took was being in that room and, and one, seeing so many people support each other mm. and then two, to just hear what all these amazing young people are doing was incredible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it was, it was yeah, it was a fantastic sort of, yeah, night just to stop and, and celebrate yeah. all of that. Definitely. And, Brie, I mentioned earlier on the thrill in your face uh, when Brie had won the award as a nominator. It must be a thrill too as a nominator to see someone nominated and acknowledged and validated for the work. Oh, hugely. Oh, my gosh. I think, you know, we have so many amazing women in our lives and 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 just to have the acknowledgement of, you know, the hard work that you put in, you know, I, I, I you know, that was that's the most important part, like acknowledging that and 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 nominating, you know, Brie, yeah, you know, Bree's too humble, but she'll always, oh, it's us, it's us, it and is it us. is us, and we it are is. in this together. But you know, it's it's you know, it's it's amazing that you know you put in so much hard work and effort and time and blood and sweat and tears and everything that how could you not want to nominate your best mate that you get to work with every day? You know, it's just it's an honor to be able to do that. And and yeah, it's it I think it was that acknowledgement of of the work mm. that was just out of this world amazing. Mm. Yeah, mm. definitely. 
And I say to people all the time, it's not just the nominee. It's, uh, as you're intimating, it's the family, the colleagues, the broader community that surround every nominee that gets nominated. There's tens of thousands of people. We might have 3,000 nominations across the country, but it's the tens of thousands of people that go on the journey. You talked about your partners being so supportive. We can't do what we do as individuals without supportive people around us. Yeah. So we are eternally thankful to all of those people who are part of the journey. Yeah. I'm sure your partners are very supportive and very proud, yeah. no doubt, of what you've been able to do so far and uh, equally as important what you will continue to do. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are very lucky. <laughs> How did you feel, Bree, when you know, to be acknowledged is really important and we don't do what we do for the acknowledgement, to, to receive a pat on the back and a thank you and that validation is really, really critical, I think, and we undervalue what that means. How did you feel when you were announced as the winner? Shocked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not, I, tr- I truly did not expect it. I mean, I'm sure everyone says that, but, um, yeah, you, you don't expect it at all. But how did I feel? I, I think like it just, yeah, it took my breath away. I think it was just, I think we're so early on our journey as well. And I think what it has done probably after winning that award, like we've had the most amazing support come out of it. Mm. I feel like I'm from the Mornington Peninsula and I swear like the amount of support I have got from like our mayor and <laughs> we've been on the radio, we've been in the newspaper, like, and, and not, I guess it's just kind of, it's given us confidence I think mm. it's just mm. been at a very critical time where it's gone you know we're on the right track people understand what we're trying to do and they believe it's important and and yeah I think that is what it really felt like so now no doubt you'd encourage all of our listeners to nominate someone <laughs> yes, for an yes I would. oh definitely yeah. gosh yeah and I think it's you know it was actually so oh, we've never been to one before but even the acknowledgement of people who got through to the yeah. to be a final, you know, it it it's not just about winning this one big one. Yeah. It's it's just about yeah, acknowledging these amazing, extremely talented, young, dedicated. Like, it gave me so. I am not that old, but it gave me extreme hope. She's for, only six months old. <laughs> 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 um, but it gave me extreme hope that if these are the people coming through that you know there's a lot of work to do but there's still that's that we are we are set up for success you yeah. know if, if these are the the caliber of human beings that are in our young people of today in Australia then we we some amazing things are going to happen and I think that's what those those awards really showed and reflected yeah it's uh, it's an impressive group of young people around the country that we have the privilege privilege of acknowledging meeting and being and sharing with their stories so yeah and seven years have been running stories for each of the events on the night after the event which is in the 6 p.m news bulletin which is really awesome as well we're very thankful for them and of course luminary for supporting your award and i've been doing this for quite a long time and love getting up every single day for the purpose of making a difference in people's lives and we never know sometimes we get a cranky call from people who 
uh, haven't got time to finish nomination and mm. I say to our team, you know, help them do it because yeah. people are short on time. And if they can't get it done in time and they're stressed about it, help them because it's so important for them and also for the person they're nominating. And I know, uh, Leash, <laughs> <laughs> yes. you would have you would have uh, felt really good about making the nomination for whether it be Bree or anybody. Yeah. You're pretty uh, valuable in yourself being able to help someone else or make a difference for them. Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Mm. So what drives you both to keep doing what you do? Oh, so much. <laughs> I think when we, to Bree's point earlier, when even just getting, you know, someone coming up to you and saying, this is this has impacted me and my life, you know, in in a good way. You know, it, this has had an impact on me, and I think there's the that is just, you know, the the most validating feeling and and, and you know humbling feeling that you can possibly get. And I think, you know, knowing that this has this is truly supporting people um, with their health or with their confidence or with their like. It, that you know to be a woman you know identify I identify as a woman and and to be helping other people like me who experience these 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 things in their daily life any win is a win you know mm. and I think it it does drive you to to keep going and to keep wanting to make an impact in in more people's lives mm. um I think to add to that I think we've spoken about it a bit but you know the world that we're competing in diet industry Elise spoke to that fact about how 95% of diets fail that is a very profitable business model that is a a billion dollar industry that we are trying to fight against and that is hard so you know what we're speaking about is is small wins and that's so important to us because it is so challenging to do what we do but that's for me that's what motivates me is knowing that if we can't do it, uh, you know, like who is going to do it? So I think, you know, if sometimes we're like, oh, this is so hard, like, <laughs> this is so, like why can't we crack it? And it's like, well, maybe it's because it's never been done before. And, yeah, can we just keep pushing and keep taking those small wins and step forward and, and hopefully we'll get there? You are fighting the good fight, that's for sure, and you are battling against uh, multimillion-dollar companies. So never going to be easy, but... All power to you for work, giving up your jobs, for giving it a crack and uh, trying to make a difference, which is exactly what you're doing. So just on a little side note, what's something that we might not know about you both? <laughs> <laughs> I did read this and went, oh, no. Um, I can tell for Lee. Because <laughs> uh, hers is easier because we've been asked this question before. <laughs> um, actually, well, one thing that I would say about Alicia this is a nice thing, is that she's probably, like, actually the kindest human. <laughs> Honestly, like, and I think this is true for even in this awards um, process. Oh, I get a bit emotional thinking about it. But she, like, genuinely was so kind and supportive of me because we have done everything together. So for me to get this award has kind of been a bit... I found it really internally quite challenging because it's like, well, it's not my achievement, it's our achievement, but I'm a bit younger so I get to be <laughs> the face of it. But I have never, ever, ever 
being surrounded by someone who is just so genuinely supportive of me and and at every moment will celebrate that. So I think, yeah, she's an incredibly kind human, <laughs> um, but also has been part of the Spice Girls or created a Spice Girls tribute band. And, oh, and, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, you can tell that story. <laughs> I was, yeah. Uh, this was when I was in high school. We we were silly. Well, we, weren't, we weren't silly. We were amazing. Um, I went to a performing arts school, so that was that is that um and we decided one day that we were going to become the a spice girls tribute band and tour around our small city that we lived in and i happened to be sporty spice as part of that that was yeah that's an that's a, a thing that people now know about me sorry so you're a singer oh no it was all miming we didn't oh sing. really no, we just danced. We just <laughs> got up there and were silly. Oh my gosh! Um, well, that was too lovely from Brie. I, I, I want to say ditto. Like Brie is, has an, an enormous heart. Um, but I think there's. Didn't you? Okay, so Brie want, recently shared this one with me that she's so entrepreneurial <laughs> and always has been. She's probably one of the most resourceful, um, determined women I've ever met. And so much so that during her high school days, decided to, what did you do, buy We We set up a library. My best friend and I set up a library at our desks and we rented out our books to the other students who who forgot their books (laughs) as they were running to class. Um, Yeah, we made a little bit of money. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I completely forgot about it until the definition of entrepreneur. (laughs) If she wasn't just. Yeah, I love that. That is very cool. All those students out there listening, don't try this at home. Or or, 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 do. Or do. Or do. Yeah, that's a great idea. And any funds that you raise thereafter should be donated to you. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's very interesting things that we've. um, learned about you both so what is next for brain alicia uh, i think for us it's we're, we're we're actually really we're really fortunate we've been accepted into sort of a program that will hopefully accelerate us to the next level so um we're going through that through june and um and july, and july and august. August. <laughs> yeah uh so that'll be a three-month program and hopefully at the end of that you will see a fully fledged app and then we will be on to the next phase of trying to sell that, app. <laughs> get yeah. people on it, yeah. recruit, 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 and, recruit. and, and, yeah. and reach. You know, we want we want to scale and yeah, have the biggest yeah. impact possible, and hopefully that will help us do that. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's really the next three months are on. So stay tuned. Yes, sounds awesome. Sounds very exciting. So, what other words of wisdom, if you have any, or that you can think of any? or encouragement you have for our listeners? Mm. I reckon the first thing that comes to mind for me, and we kind of spoke about this before, um, is around taking one step at a time. Like I reflect back on the journey that we've had and there is absolutely no way I could have comprehended that we would be where we are right now. Or even sometimes I look back at emails like from two months ago (laughs) and I'm like, oh, my goodness, we were talking about that. We're now here. So I think... The thought of of taking, like, yeah, taking on and creating an app, you know, is so overwhelming. But taking that first step forward of of talking to someone or or understanding their problem or doing those interviews, like, I think that, yeah, each step kind of got us a little bit closer to the journey. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. That's excellent advice, Brie. Um, <laughs> Thank I, you, I think, and we probably did touch on this before a little bit as well, but I feel like you just got to do it. Yeah. Like you're never going to have all the answers. You're never going to know everything. Mm-hmm. You're never going to, like, you'll regret not doing it. And, you know, I read, I think I was reading that probably on social media or some sort of thing board somewhere, but it was like if you don't start today, tomorrow you'll you'll have wasted one day you know thinking about doing it and and it's just it's just like it doesn't have to be anything profound just just do something you know and and that that's not easy all the time but it it does the more you do something the more some things you'll do and it will eventually be your career your role your mm. life your whatever it is so yeah just do something how can people connect with you both and well to find out more about what you're doing and to become part of your tribe because I honestly believe what you're doing is powerful and everybody should get to get to learn about what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, you can you can connect with us on on social media. Um, probably Instagram is where we most frequent, um, and that's wellness full stop in full stop real full stop life. I think if you just search wellness in real life, it turns up. It should come up, <laughs> um, but that is the handle. Um, or yeah, we have a website wellnessirl.com.au. You can connect with us there. They're probably the best. Step or you can the- email us hello at wellnessirl.com.au. Yeah. <laughs> Should um, know my own email. Yeah. <laughs> but Google wellness in real life and you will find us. Hopefully yeah. we've done a good job on that. SEO. Yes. And it sounds like there's a lot to be excited about uh, what's coming up as well. So stay tuned. Bree and Leash, it's been a real pleasure to chat with you today. It's been so much fun. You are amazing human beings. Really appreciate the valuable difference that you make in the community empowerment. That, uh, that you provide. So thank you so, so much. Oh, thank, so you thank you for yeah, having us. It's been lovely. Yeah, it's so really great to nice. chat. And yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, anyone, to your point, anyone, nominate someone, you know, go for gold with these awards. It's, yeah. it's been an amazing experience. Yeah. And, yeah, we are so grateful to be on this journey and to, to be here today. Thank you, Bree. Thank you, Leish. Really appreciate your time today. Well, folks, until next week, be kind, be positive and keep inspiring because together we make a difference. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference in the lives of those that make a difference? For others. And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award. Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network, because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe. And remember, together we make a difference. Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. 
So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference. <laughs>